Welcome to the PCS to Corporate America podcast from Cameron Brooks. Our mission here at Cameron Brooks is to help educate junior military officers about their transition options and to inspire veterans to transform their lives and their careers. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Pete Van Epps with Cameron Brooks and probably the most excited I've ever been to do a podcast with a guest that I'm sitting in front of. Uh, very, very special guest that we're going to uh, that you're going to meet here. Many of you, if you've already been to a career conference, know our next guest very well. But uh, this is a person who helped found our company. She has been a key and instrumental part of the development and growth of Cameron Brooks and where we are today. And uh, and I'm excited for you to hear her journey because in this conversation. I think what you'll appreciate is uh, just how much Cameron Brooks has uh, partnered with military officers throughout the years and the way that we've been able to uh, reach and help many, many people along the way. And of course, our guest has been an absolute instrumental part of all of that. So without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Mary Lou White. Hello, Pete. Welcome. Thank you. Glad you're here. Thanks nice for your willingness. Yes, thanks for your willingness to sit with us. And so, um, you know, as we're reaching year end, it was just it was we thought this would be just a real way to uh, to close out 2000. A great way to close out 2022 and intro 2023 is to hear from someone who's been helping military officers for as long as she has. So. As we do with all of our guests on the podcast, Mary Lou, why don't you start? You ask people to tell me about yourself all the time. Now you're in the hot seat. Uh, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about who you are? Okay. Well, hello, okay. everyone there, first of all. Um, so I um, was born at a young age, right? <laughs> I, was, uh, I grew up in Northern California, uh, born in Sacramento, moved around Northern California, and ultimately graduated from high school in Sacramento. Um, my parents were uh, graduates of the University of California, Berkeley, so I always thought I would go there. Uh, my two older sisters did not, but I did carry on the family tradition and went to Cal graduated there, um, graduated a quarter early. And so um, I had decided at uh, second grade that uh, I would be a second grade teacher. That was my goal throughout my life to that point was to be a second grade teacher because I had this fabulous second grade teacher that I wanted to emulate. Um, but I got to college, um, continued with that plan uh, and applied to graduate school to get my teaching credential and had been accepted to um, San Francisco State. And, but because I graduated a quarter early, I was looking to uh, get a job between um, about the spring of 1977 and uh, starting again in the fall in school. But I had two sorority sisters who were working at a company named Career Seminars. Uh, and Roger Cameron and Renee Brooks were working for that company at that time. It was actually in the same line of business as what Cameron Brooks does. And um, so they, my two sorority sisters, uh, suggested that I come um, interview there because they felt that I might be a good hire for that company. 
And so I did go interview. One of the people I interviewed with was Renee Brooks. And I subsequently received an offer. And, but they said, I would like for, we would like for you to uh, commit yourself to work here for at least a year. And so I wasn't all that excited about going right back to college. So I said, okay, I'll, uh, I'll work there for a year. And it has now been 45 years that I've been working in, that, in this business. So I did not end up going to graduate school and I did not end up um, becoming a second grade teacher. Teaching second grade. That's and, right. I, and I just want to interject. We had, our, uh, we had a Christmas party the other night and Roger and Renee are, uh, uh, they've been, they've uh, moved, uh, sold the company to Chuck and Joel 10 years ago. But uh, we still see them around town, and they are absolutely invited to all of the Camera Brooks Christmas parties, uh, which they graciously attend. And so I was across the room uh, the other night, and I watched. I knew I know this story. We've sh- you've shared <laughs> yes. this story with me, so I'm very familiar with the story. And um, and I watched uh, Mary Lou and Renee Brooks have a conversation and I thought way back to like, wow, like, you know, Renee interviewing you way back when. So you guys have been friends and co-workers and business partners for many, many years. And what a, what a cool, what a, what a legacy, what a cool thing to uh, really appreciate. So Kimberly, my wife was actually standing right next to me. So I kind of grabbed her and pulled her over and said, Hey, you know, look at that. (laughs) It was super sweet. So, okay. So you're off to career seminars. What? Okay. What? What is? You know. What did you do? You know. I know it wasn't exactly the same of Cameron Brooks. So what did? What did you do? Well, I started working in the their mailing uh, okay. part of the company, which everything we used to send out letters. Um, and let's just talk about that. This is the year yes. 1970. Uh, 1977. 77. Yes. So we had typewriters. Okay. Um, it was IBM Correcting Selectric Typewriters. Wow, what which, a memory. <laughs> yeah, they were my favorite to this day. They are my favorite typewriter. Nobody uses typewriters anymore, but right. the, the keyboard has had the best touch of any keyboard I've used since. Um, but um, we used typewriters. Um, we used, uh, we hand labeled all the letters um, we, so I had a label, um, I would put labels on the envelopes. I would, um, seal the envelopes with a little porcelain sealer that had water in it. And so one by one would seal the letters and send them through a postage meter. That was also a one by one, uh, envelope. Um, and you were sending these letters yes. to whom? Like, so what was going to, to military officers. To military officers. Yes. Okay. We had, we had specialized started, we had started specializing in military officers at that time, because, you know, soon before that we had, um, officers were returning from Vietnam. Right. And so Roger Cameron and, um, some other of his colleagues, uh, got the idea of, um, of looking to place these military officers with major corporations. And what was their, what was the military officers like appetite? I mean, nowadays it's almost a given that there are going to be some people because the the path is not only blazed, you know, the streets are lined and, you know, with asphalt and curbs (laughs) and lights and everything else. There is no blazing of the trail necessarily. So what were their appetites back then? Yes, I think that military officers were, of course, coming back from Vietnam, they were 
you know, they were kind of floundering, most of them, as to what do I do now with my life? Um, but also on the company side of things, they were like hiring military officers. You know, what do they have to offer? Sure. Um, what, what, how are their skills going to translate okay. into business? And so starting at that time, Roger was really championing the military officer to these companies as to the type of skills that they had to offer. So um, that's really when that whole concept of hiring military officers started. Um, and Roger really was the one who blazed that trail from the beginning. It's interesting because today, maybe, you know, or a week or two ago, perhaps, uh, the, our, our office for the listeners, our office, we all are in relative close proximity to one another. So when everyone gets to talking, it gets a bit loud here in the camera Rooks office. Uh, but I hear uh, our president CEO, Chuck Alvarez, and when he's talking to a company that has never hired a military officer, they're interested in veterans, their patriotism is high, but they really have no clue about what a JMO really has to bring to the table from a leadership experience and potential perspective. Um, I get to hear that even today. So it's interesting, as you're saying that to me, like Roger trying to explain, I mean, he visionary and like, no, 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 these people are good solving problems, managing projects, leading people. Um, they really, so he really had that vision very early because that message, even with technology and the acceptance of the JMO and everything else that goes with it, there is still some explaining to do with companies that don't fully appreciate the military officer. So it is very interesting to, because I'm imagining Roger where he where he was blazing the trail, really probably fighting on seeing the seeing the potential and fighting for the JMO. Yes, absolutely. And it was it was really because of the relationships that he had forged with these companies and these recruiters with these companies that they kind of trusted and said, "Okay, Roger, we'll, we'll you know we'll give this a shot." Right. And um, and once they did and saw that the talent and the potential. They were and the and hired some of these people, and it started the the whole you know that rolling forward of um, hiring military officers. And, but, yeah, it hasn't. It's still still with those who have not hired um, in the past. It's still yeah is a struggle. It's still a bit of you know where did the where does this ta- where does this skill set fit in our company. And so you're right. Even today, we're having to continue to blaze. Right. <laughs> yeah. Trail. In some ways. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because the people that we talk to, these are not college hire jobs. So they're talking to people that are that are the jobs are typically filled by people with industry and company experience. Someone who's done, you know, building a, a track record. And so, yeah, I guess there is still a fair amount of trailblazing. Yes. Uh, not quite as much, probably. It, what's interesting, and and you maybe you can corroborate this. What we say, what I say when I'm giving a presentation to military officers about uh, Cameron Brooks is our three initial client companies: Johnson and Johnson, Procter and Gamble, and Mobile Chemical, which is now Exxon, part of Exxon Mobil. And it's funny because at the November 2022 conference, Johnson and Johnson hired someone, and Exxon Mobil hired someone. Procter and Gamble wasn't there, but they're still a client of ours. Uh, but they, I mean, here we are many, 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 many years later, still hiring military officers. Absolutely. And they have some very top level people in their companies that 
were were candidates powers years ago. Years ago. And, and many um, spinoffs of people who have gone from those companies to other companies and um, continue to say to their new company or to their new division within the company, yeah. you know, this is the place to come yeah. to find top quality officers. Fantastic. All right. Let me change gears on you. This is, I was excited to answer. <laughs> I actually created this question, you know, not thinking. And so when I, when we talked about it, I, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so here's the next question. Mary Lou, who of, of the 45 years of helping military officers move from military corporate America, who was your absolute favorite candidate? <laughs> well, I would have to say my favorite candidate was my husband, <laughs> Rex White, because I met him um, uh, two years into working for uh, Career Seminars, which was the name of the company at the time. Yeah. I met him at one of our conferences. <laughs> Wait and, a minute. Uh, that is off limits nowadays. It is because... off limits now because, I, because, of me. <laughs> because I married a candidate. Um, so, yes, I met him and uh, and in just a short time, he proposed marriage to me and and we placed him with Corning Glass in Corning, New York. Who, who by the way, we just placed candidates at Corning at the yes, November conference. Yes, anyway, go ahead. Another client that right. we just continue to work with right. for years and years. Right. And uh, but we placed him with Corning, and so I subsequently moved across country to live with my husband in, in Corning, Corning New, York. New York. And yes. you stopped working for Career Solution or, or Career, career Seminars. Seminars. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, for um, for a short time, because uh, they had Roger and Renee had replaced me, um, but were not uh, overly happy with right. their replacement. Right. And so they um, Roger had contacted me to see if I would go with him to Germany on the recruiting trip to Germany, because those were huge trips at that time. Right. You know, we would have 600 plus. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do want to get get, get into yes. that with okay. you. Um, so we'll come back to that, yeah. but, um, so I still went with him on that recruiting trip, even though I wasn't technically working for the company. And very soon after that, um, the, the idea came up for me to work for the company out of my house, which was, uh, unheard of at that time. You, you may be the first <laughs> remote employee ever, not only in this company, but no. <laughs> Um, so you were living in Corning. Yes. Roger was like, Mary Lou, we need you. So I don't want you to leave your husband. So how are we going to make this work? And so I did a lot of work where I was uh, still doing mailings for the company from there. I was. Did you have your typing. Flexo typewriter? I had my, uh, yes, my uh, IBM Correcting Selectric uh, typewriter. <laughs> And um, I could, you know, so I could type things. I could, I worked on resumes. I made phone calls. Yeah. So I could do all of that. Um, yeah. We just didn't have the internet um, right. or cell phones, but, right. you know, we had right. desk phones. And, um, and so I was still able to work um, for the company from there and, uh, and really did that for a period of two years. And then we moved back to California and I worked back in the San Francisco office. Where gotcha. I start. Gotcha. Um, let's talk about Germany. I already, I've known, I've heard, I've asked you about Germany through the years. Um, and I, I don't know, I wish I would have said this earlier on. And when I say through the years, I, I met Mary Lou back in 2002, late 2002. 
Um, and we hit it off. We were definitely fast friends. So much so that when I came to work at Cameron Brooks, interviewed for Cameron Brooks 10 years ago, uh, the interview was like Mary Lou going out, Mary Lou and I going out to dinner. And I guess it was an interview, but it felt like more of a catch up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, anyway, so sorry, I, I lost my train of thought, but I did want to mention that because uh, Mary Lou has been uh, a, a very large part of my life personally for many years. Um, so tell us about Germany, like, because when you tell the Germany story, it's, it's, a, it, it's hard to imagine doing, you know, doing a, a doing a, in this role, doing what Roger did at least to a degree, maybe not to the to the efficacy, but certainly to the degree. But never, ever did I experience anything about what you experienced, what you guys experienced in Germany. Yes. So tell us more. Well, we would go to Germany for um, about a three week period of time. Okay. We would go to Stuttgart for a, a week. Um, Roger would do what we called an information meeting. Yes. And one, one information, one information meeting. meeting. Okay. So how many people are in the information meeting? Okay. So Stuttgart would be like about 250 people, 250 officers listening yes. to Roger yes. for about two hours, describe yes. the possibilities. Yes. Okay. And then after that meeting, they would line up and I would schedule them for appointments to talk individually with Roger. Okay. And um, we would do those over the next week in Stuttgart. And so every day from like eight in the morning to eight at night, and we would usually take about an hour and a half okay. break for lunch. Yeah. And, um, and so we would do that for, you know, full seven, eight days. Then we drove up to Frankfurt and did another informational meeting at the Kempinski. Okay, yes. yes. And um, which I love that hotel. Oh, Beautiful. And uh, we would do another informational meeting and we um, we would have anywhere from uh, about 300 to ultimately the the most we ever had was 650 candidates Amazing. who came to a meeting. We filled up the entire ballroom. So this is in the 80s, right? This Mid 80s. In the 80s. Yes. yes. When there was a huge American military presence. Yes, um, this was before the wall came down right. or the downsizing of the military there. Right. So, um, so yes, there were, and we had standing room only. I mean, it was packed. And um, so we would have then after the meeting, candidates, military officer candidates lined up around the entire ballroom to sign up for appointments. And we were there for two to two and a half weeks. Again, just every day, eight to eight, doing these uh, interviews with the candidates to identify candidates that we felt were, um, had the potential to work right. for our companies. So we've always been selective in that, um, trying to identify those candidates that we feel our companies will hire. Yes. And so, um, and the way we did it then was we would schedule them for 45 minutes um, because they would come in and first meet with me and I would have them fill out paperwork okay. because again, we didn't have, uh, they weren't filling anything out online. Right. And so they would fill out application paperwork and then I would go over that and I would um, fill out a file, you know, a file uh -huh. and then they would go in and meet with Roger. And if Roger um, liked what he saw, then they would actually come back out and meet with me again for a few minutes and I would get them involved in our development and preparation program, wow. which we had started way back then. I've made the trip to Germany. I've stayed at that hotel on uh, with Cameron Brooks and 
I mean, I think the most people I saw was maybe 20. So, I mean, it's <laughs> the yes. small percentage of, uh, of what it's just hard to imagine with no technology, two person show with a bunch of paper and people and uh, just what and a, what a, what an operation. Everything was handwritten. <laughs> and everything and so was handwritten. After that, um, uh, now we had typed up. De development and preparation program. So it was a typed up kind of packet yeah. that we took over there and handed to um, the candidates as they were accepted. Yeah. Um, but then after they left, then I would hand write a, note, a letter to them uh, that I would send out from Germany to them, um, accepting them into the program. And, wow. and um, so I did a lot of handwriting of letters. And I will say that even in 2000 and, or 20, in 2000, when I partnered with Cameron Brooks, I got a letter. Yes. I mean, I received a letter in the yes. mail. It was, you know, it was, uh, wasn't handwritten. Unfortunately, I wish I would have gotten a handwritten. No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did even in 2000, I mean, we were getting letters. I don't know if we've mailed a letter in this company in a year or two or more. Yeah. Not <laughs> so, since COVID. Yeah. yeah. Certainly not since COVID. Well, that's cool. All right. So let's talk, let's talk. So now I did want to take a little kind of a side tour down the the Germany because I just think that is it's just hard to imagine it's a it was definitely a different time all right so now you're back in California yes so you and Rex moved to California and like talk okay but Cameron Brooks here we are sitting in Fredericksburg Texas the headquarters of Cameron Brooks and been the headquarters of Cameron Brooks long before I showed up so what happened so uh career seminars uh went through a big upheaval yeah. that it was uh, being bought out by okay. a venture capital company. Yeah. And so a lot of upheaval and Roger and Roger Cameron, Renee Brooks just said, you know, this isn't working and basically decided to break off and start their own company. Um, and so at the, Renee was originally from Texas. And so she wanted to move back to Texas. And so the company moved back to Fredericksburg where they had found uh, some property, uh, to build a home. Um, as many of you probably know by this time, Roger Cameron and Renee Brooks uh, are married yes. at the time. that Which, was... by the way, when I learned that years <laughs> later, I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. well hidden. Well hidden because <laughs> Renee was very much a professional in her own right yes, and wanted to um, wanted to be that, did right. not want to, you know, it was not as common for women to be successful in business on their own, Right. Uh, but she wanted to, to forge her own way and not Indeed. be, not be considered successful because she was married to Roger. Indeed. And so, um, and she did in fact prove that, um, over and above what anybody could possibly expect. I mean, she was the, is the epitome of a businesswoman. Amen. Is. She absolutely. And I had an opportunity to visit with her and we, when we catch up, uh, you know, talk about business, talk about a couple other topics that are uh, that we both feel pretty strongly about. Um, but she's just an extremely they both are. Renee yes. is such an she's such an uh, extremely impressive person. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they both are. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Great people to work, work for, work with yeah. um, for, for so many years. OK. And the cool thing is um, I said we're sitting in Fredericksburg, Texas, which is. For those, if you'd have to, for those aren't who aren't from Texas, and maybe even if you are, you'll have to go to Google Maps to figure out where we're at, because we're uh, we're in a very small kind of touristy agrarian with a you know booming wine and bed and bed bed and breakfast industry. So yes, if you are ever in the neighborhood, please stop by. Um, 
But you wouldn't think an international company that has helped thousands and thousands of people make the move to corporate America would be in some agrarian tourist town in the middle of the hill country of Texas. And so we're very fortunate for that. But, uh, you know, has that ever played a role in anything? In As far as the company? Yeah. Um, well, I think at first, uh, thankfully, uh, everything was starting to move to technology because when right. we did first move here, uh, we had just started using computers um, and the most uh, user-friendly at the time were Apple computers. Yeah. And so we used Apple and, um, but they were, you know, they were the green, big. Green screen. Yeah, I mean, they were the green screen, <laughs> big box. I mean, we still had uh, uh, the, the uh, typewriters that were, you know, had the little discs and things yeah. to start the company, but um, but we don't need to get off onto all that. But, right, right. but we did um, thankfully have start having computers, uh, cell phones were coming out, internet started coming out, uh, email. And so being in a small town that made it much more possible for us to do business from here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, I, I know I feel fortunate and I know you feel fortunate. Yeah. And so we are, I feel great. All right. So let, let's do this real quick. So um, conferences today start on a Friday. They go to a Tuesday. We spend Friday, Saturday, and Sundays really helping the candidates to prepare to meet for the companies. And then Monday and Tuesday, they're interviewing. Uh, and it's been as, that way for as long as I've been here. But even when I came to this, it's been here that way for at least 20 years. Uh, tell us about some of those initial conferences. They sound foreign to me. <laughs> they were a little foreign yeah. in that we've developed them over the years to yes. be what they are today. And you're right. They've been like this now for um, probably as long as uh, Cameron Brooks has been in existence, which start, which was starting in 1986. Okay. Um, but prior to that, when we were career seminars, we uh, really were doing, we would go to, we had, a, for the most part, we had our com our conferences, which we called seminars then. Okay. Um, yes. yes. And uh, we had them in either Fort Hood, Texas okay. or Fort Knox, Kentucky Wow. at small hotels yes. like the La Quinta Motorina <laughs> and the Gold Vault Motor Hotel. I mean, you know, they were small hotels and, uh, and really motels. And, um, uh, but what we would do is we would have the the military officers come meet with us there, like during the week, and then start. Then over the weekend, we would and we would prepare them for interviews. Yeah. But like we would select them during the week. For example, when my husband Rex was a candidate, yeah. we probably met him at the well. We met him at the information meeting, which was probably on a Sunday. Okay. We interviewed the candidates during the week. And as they, so he would have interviewed, you know, say Monday or Tuesday. With Cameron, uh, with, with career seminars. With Roger Cameron. Okay, sure. And then Roger accepted him into the, into the program, such as it was at that time. Right. Basically accepting him and identifying what kinds of companies his background would qualify him for. He right. was a civil engineer. So. Yeah. You know, he was interviewing with uh, some of the more technical opportunities yeah. and um, uh, and we would have them go and prepare a resume following a resume template that we gave them. And then that weekend, that following weekend, we um, had so we scheduled them for companies. There was usually like 
no more than six to 10 companies they would interview with. And um, we would brief them on the companies on that next Saturday, Sunday. And then they would interview with companies the next Monday or Tuesday. So it's not drastically different. I mean, candidates spend on average of 10 months in our program. So the, the longevity of that is the program different. would be like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. it's much shorter. Yes. Uh, but it's kind of the same in that it was, you know, just an extremely condensed version extremely of it. Like, yes. you know, prepare, resume, companies come to them, though, still. Yes. And that's still very similar. To, they would come to the La Quinta Motor Inn. And, or the Gold Bar. <laughs> or the Gold Bar <laughs> and interview in those hotel rooms. And um, they would, the candidates would still knock on the door and go in and interview in the wow. hotel room. So, so that was a model that continued to work through the decades. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Uh, okay. That's fun. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, I didn't know as much of that. I, we had I've talked about that and I'd read a little bit in what you wrote, but I didn't, that's good to know. All right. So, um, um, these, these will be kind of nostalgia questions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, what do you think you miss? And the answer might be nothing. <laughs> what, do you, <laughs> what do you think you miss most about, you know, career seminars slash early Cameron Brooks days? Like, what, a, what do you really reflect and fondly think about? I think, you know, actually, some of my fondest memories were uh, the trips to Germany yeah. with Roger. Um, they were long trips. They were a long time away from home. Um, but it was just seeing so many officers, meeting so many officers, and being able to, um, you know, uh, work with them um, and spend a lot of time with Roger, you know, every day when we would have a hour and a half lunch break, we would eat and we'd go for a long walk and we would have some of the best talks. Okay. And, um, and just, you know, he was a true mentor to me. And um, those were really special times where I learned a lot. I grew up a lot. Um, and, and I, I really some of the, some of the candidates that I met then um, have, have, are still friends of mine today. I bet. And that, because you really, I really got to know the candidates better, I guess, even then than I do now. Um, so well, only personally, only having done this now for 10 years, I do get to watch people that I have no idea who they are. They're, you know, they came through this program sometime 20, 30 years ago. And there's always a very constant name that they're at, people are asking for that you, like you have impacted thousands and thousands of people it's amazing. in such a positive way. <laughs> it's overwhelming that that they're that people would still remember me. That I mean that, that well people remember who they like. And well yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what about today then? All right, what are you what are you grateful for? I mean maybe it's technology, maybe it's something else, but what do you what about today? Actually I think the what I like most today about Cameron Brooks today uh, is the team of people that I work with. Uh, the company was much smaller back in the beginning. I mean, we had, we really had a team of about five people that was made up, mm. made up the team that right. worked with Roger and Renee. Um, and starting, starting Cameron Brooks, it was a, t a small team. And so now with a team of about 20 people, 
uh, and each person really grasping and putting their arms around what it is that their responsibility is and, you know, just taking it on and yet uh, as well working so cohesively with the rest of the team um, is very, is very gratifying, I guess, to see because I feel like over the years um, that, that I've had a little bit of a part of that in right. that I've generally had a part in hiring right. um, everyone right. that's here and uh, and just recognizing that those are wonderful people right. that have shared goals, shared values, and um, that make up a, a quality company that that continues to make a difference in people's lives. We were we were um, sitting around the table at our company meeting yesterday, and we featured two alumni, uh, ben, uh, uh, someone from um, uh, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, and another from uh, maybe five years ago. And uh, and it is, for especially some of the new team members, Mary Lou, it was very special to for them to see even that amount of history. I'm excited for some of our team members, some of our newer team members to even listen to this episode. I think that they'll really appreciate it. But uh, yeah, it was really fun to watch them appreciate people that are doing great things in corporate America today. Okay, a couple more and we're going to land the plane. So let's talk about your best memory. Maybe you've already talked about your best memory. I don't know. What's your best memory about Cameron Brooks from, from, uh, from before? Well, again, I'd have to say meeting my husband, but that was actually back in, back with career seminars. Um, uh, my best memory, yeah, I mean, again, it was times with Roger, times with Renee, even though that was, uh, they challenged me a lot. Um, but I think it's important in business that we have people who challenge us, um, challenge us to be the very best people we can be. I always felt that I was really hard on myself all through my life. And yet Roger and Renee were harder on me than I was on myself. Mm. <laughs> mm. And, and while that was difficult, it also helped me to be my best self. Yeah. And I think sometimes um, we don't appreciate when we work with or work for someone who is really hard on us. Um, but in retrospect, that really helped push me to be a better person, to be a better business person, um, and just to, as I reflect on my life, to um, feel like my my life had has more to um, more results from yeah, it, maybe right, because right. of that. I had a conversation with our CEO Chuck Alvarez a couple of days ago. Um, and it was a little bit of a, just a side conversation. We weren't really planning to meet. We were just chatting, uh, but it was off in private. And, uh, and I'm convinced that I am a different, having been here, I don't think Chuck or Joel are necessarily hard on me and us. I think, you know, Roger and Renee bring excellence to, uh, yes. to a new level, frankly. Um, so, so they expected and demanded excellence, but what happened in that is they built a culture uh, so when we come to Cameron Brooks personally expect excellence in ourselves and I'm yes. positive, I would not be who I am had I chosen not to come here and Cameron Brooks not given me the opportunity. Yeah. This company expects and, and delivers excellence on a level that, that I have 
had not experienced up to this point. Yes. And that is something that um, I have always hope. And um, as, as we continue to go forward and new people um, come into the company and those who are here continue to develop the, and change and, you know, uh, keep up with the times type right. of thing right. that, that there are things that don't go away. And those are um, always seeking to do the very best, seeking that excellence um, um, to, uh, you know, do the double checking, to do right. the, do those things that it takes to um, to not just get by, but to do the very best to want and and that we continue to be servant hearted people. Um, that has really been the the buzzword for me, I guess you'd say buzzwords, maybe making it a little bit too light. But mm-hmm. what has really um, been what this company is all about to me is that we are servant hearted people and that um what we do is, um, you know, I say it's not about me. It's not. It's never about me. It's about who we serve. It's about the military officer candidates. It's about the companies and their desire to hire great people and grow their company. Um, and so, if we, if we as Cameron Brooks continue to be who we are, and that is servant-hearted people, then we will do the work with the quality and, and that is important and is necessary in order to be um, doing, serving our customers, which are our candidates and our companies. This has been, uh, and I feel bad saying this because we've been doing this podcast for six years now, but this has absolutely been uh, a real treat and a real joy. Definitely one of my favorites. Maybe because we're sitting, you know, five feet from each other. I mean, that's yeah. kind of nice to have a conversation and be yeah. able to engage in this way. But uh, you're you're such a special person. You're such a, an important part of our organization. And uh, and it's been a real pleasure to sit with you and hear a little bit of the history. So thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for sharing a little bit with us today. Thank you, Pete. It's been a pleasure for me to do it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks everyone for joining this podcast. Uh, it was an absolute joy to sit with Mary Lou and uh, and hear her experience and really and really walk through a lot of the things that she's been a part of as our company has grown and developed and continued to serve military officers ever since the Vietnam War or post Vietnam War era. So. What an absolute joy that was. I hope you all enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, wanted to preview our next two podcasts. So we're going to release a podcast on the 10th of January and the 31st of January. And this is going to be the next installment, installment excuse me, of our Chuck Alvarez series. So if you recall... Back in late 2000, episode 114, uh, our CEO, Chuck Alvarez, sat down with our senior vice president, Joel Junker, and they looked back at the year that was 2020 and looked forward to 21. And that podcast ended up spawning four others. So uh, within the next few months, one four, the episode, excuse me, 116 and 118, and then we did a year end that year, 2000, uh, no, we did a mid-year, that was episode 130. And then we did a year end of 2022, that was episode 138. So 
The whole series, just to summarize, 114, 116, 118, 130, and 138. And so I'd encourage you, uh, Joel and Chuck are going to record another one looking back at 22 and looking forward to 23. So that'll be officially our sixth installment of the uh, of that series they're going to record that two nights from now and we're going to release that again in the next two podcasts in uh in january so be able to look out for that we're gonna we're gonna have that coming up for you of course if you want to know more about cameron brooks who we are what we do and how we do it of course you go straight to our website cameron-brooks.com or you can always email me directly pete at Cameron-Brooks.com. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging in and listening to this podcast. It's been just a great 2022. We've had the opportunity to partner with some fantastic candidates. We've had the opportunity to partner and work with some companies that are looking to hire the JMO, the non-traditional candidate. And uh, we've just really grown as a company in, in terms of developing those relationships and Again, helping military officers transition. So happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, hopefully this is a restful and meaningful time through, through the break and uh, look forward to catching everyone in 2023. Until then, make it a great day.